0: This is Linda Rennie, the founder and the president of Sanction Love Ministries. The purpose of these podcasts is to bring the heartbeat of Jesus's ratifying love to you through the teachings, interviews, current topics, and much more. We plan to cover deep and sensitive topics to create a hunger to know the lover of our souls, who he is in us and who we are in him. So sit back and incline the ear of your heart to the pursuit of the pursuer himself.
1: Hello there. My name is Nicole Boyd and I am so honored to be able to do the podcast today for Sanction Love. So just a little bit about me before we get started. Um, I've been involved with Sanctioned Love pretty much since the beginning Um, when they started about, I think it was about five years ago, Um, but I've known Linda for pretty much my whole life. I think she met my mom when I was like two months old, and so we call her Auntie Linda. Um, She is amazing. I love her heartbeat behind Sanctioned Love and, and the ladies that work with her and Um, I love how they move in the Spirit, and um, they're just so connected with the heart of the Father for people, and so it's been an honor to be able to serve with them. Um, I do some prophetic art for them. I've helped with some of the writing, um, and just love how they um, allow people to step out in their gifts, in the prophetic and in... um, just the creativity that they um allow to move in in the ministry that they do for people. So um I'm just I just love everything about sanctioned love. So all right. Um so that's a little bit about me and um, Actually, my husband and I, um, my husband Colton has been involved with Sanction Love as well and speaking at some of their events. We are pastors, youth pastors at Refuge City Church and um, yeah, we just love getting to partner with Sanction Love and they've come in a few times and prophesied over our kids and it's just awesome. So anyways, uh, today I am going to be sharing a little bit about a journey I've been on this year um, and it's about battling the spirit of fear. And for me, I've struggled with fear a lot in my life. Um, from a very young age, uh, I've just been, or I, I was a very fearful child. Um, I was just very shy and dealt with a lot of, uh, fear issues when I was younger. Uh, when I was like eight years old, I started, um, seeing things in the spirit realm. I would see, demonic presence in my room and, um, would have dreams about, um, Satan coming into my room basically and saying, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to drag you to hell, like just crazy, scary things. Um, and so I would, I would see things in the spirit realm when I was trying to go to sleep and lost sleep over that and, um, just cause a lot of fear for me. And I didn't understand that that was actually a, I mean, it was a gift from the Lord that he had gifted me to see into the spirit realm. Um, but I didn't understand it. And so I asked God, like, please take this away, take this away from me. I can't handle it. And he did take it away from me from it for a time. Um, and you know, as I got older and started to learn more about the spirit realm and prophetic and things like that, it it came back. The Lord um, gave it back to me, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but um, yeah, so that happened when I was eight. I actually slept with a nightlight till I was 13 because I was just so terrified of seeing these demonic things in my room in the dark. Um, and then, anyways, uh, when I was 11, the Twin Towers happened, and that also brought a ton of fear into my life. Um, and you know, people were talking, oh, it's the end times and Jesus is coming back and people are going to be left behind. And people, you know, my, one of my teachers at school talked about the battle of Armageddon and just crazy stuff. Like I had no understanding whatsoever. And so I was terrified all the time. Um, and thinking, oh, Jesus is going to come back and I'm going to be left behind. I'm not good enough. I'm sinful. like, And then I'm going to be left here all alone to deal with all the crazy. <laughs> and so for a long time, I kind of just buried my head in the sand. And because that's the only way I knew how to cope with this overwhelming spirit of fear. Um, and so fast forward a few years, I got into high school I'd been homeschooled, um, my junior high years and, um, only went to private school before that in elementary, we kind of jumped back and forth from homeschool to private school and, and my high school, when I started my high school career, I ended up going to Henley high school, public high school. Um, so it was definitely a culture shock for me. And once again, fear came into my life and it reared its ugly head in a different form. Um, Nowadays, I guess we would call it social anxiety, um, but we didn't have a label for it back then. I was just super shy, and I hated talking in front of people, and I felt like, oh, I'm going to make a fool of myself. People are going to laugh at me. I'm not going to say the right thing, and so for about the first four months of my high school career, I would make myself so sick every morning that I would actually throw up right before school. And it was just, I was terrified of getting called on by the teacher to answer a question or people talking to me at school, um, especially guys. Cause I really had no, um, experience with, you know, being asked out or dating or anything. I wasn't allowed to date. And so it was just this chaotic time for me. And, um, so you know, fast forward a little bit into my high school. Um, my fr- my freshman year, I was about four months in and I was just miserable and I wasn't eating and I wasn't sleeping and it was just not fun. And one night at youth group, um, I told my, um, my youth group, my dad was actually leading the youth group at that point, And I told them what was going on and they prayed for me. And after that, I felt like I got a measure of freedom from that fear. And, um, I wasn't getting sick in the morning anymore. Like I wasn't worrying myself sick. <laughs> um, and God really started to help me to overcome that shyness and that fear of talking in front of people. So I really started to come out of my shell at that point and, um, ended up being able to make some friends and, um, you know, share the, share the gospel with some people. And, and so that was very cool. Um, and then after high school, um, after I graduated and I I took a year off, uh, I went to Bethel school of ministry and I lived in a house with 10 other girls, which was super fun. Um, I actually really needed that. I didn't really have a whole lot of like girlfriends growing up. And it was really amazing to just build relationship with some other other girls. And um, one night we were in our living room. We had a really big living room. And um, I was just sitting on the floor. We had some worship music playing and some girls were prophesying over each other. And I was just being quiet. And the Lord said, I am loosing your tongue. And I just started bawling because... It sounds very simple, but it was so profound to me because I had felt for so long that I wasn't able to talk in front of people, that I had nothing important to say. And that night, he really started showing me, like, I'm going to use you to teach and to speak in front of people. And um, so that was... At that point, I really started trying to step out more. I preached my first sermon um, that year at our church in front of the adults, and it was very nerve-wracking. And I was probably <laughs> probably only spoke for about 11 minutes, um, but it it really just started me on this journey of being able to overcome that anxiety of um, and that lie from the enemy of like you have nothing important to say, and I I knew at that point no that is not true. God has put me on the, on the earth for a purpose. And part of that purpose is to teach and speak. And so it was, it was a very, um, um, freeing time in my life and, So I, you know, for the last, you know, 10 years after that, I I got married and I I started having kids and I did go through a little bit of postpartum anxiety, um, and depression after my first son was born for about three months. But, um, really just leaning on the Lord and leaning on my support group, um, my family and, um, you know, my side of the family, Colton's side of the family and, Um, that wasn't, I mean, it was just a little bump in the road. Um, other than that, I really haven't dealt with a ton of fear over the last, you know, 10 or 12 years. Um, but the, the beginning of this year was a little different. Um, I, I hadn't really experienced this kind of fear in a very, very long time. Um, but at the beginning of this year, I, I felt like I was very much under attack, Um, from fear and anxiety. And um, it was the end times stuff coming up again. And I thought, oh, I thought I dealt with that a long time ago. It's like, well, no, you didn't. (laughs) Um, And so at the beginning of this year, uh, Sanction Love uh, announced that they're doing a year-long fast again. And they're like, just pray about what you want to fast and um, the Lord will show you. And so I started praying about it. And I felt like I was supposed to fast social media. And so um, the only posting that I do is for my business. And other than that, I'm not endlessly scrolling through Instagram or TikTok or any of that stuff. Um, And it's been really amazing because I feel like not having that distraction has allowed the Lord to bring these things up that I had no idea were still in my heart um, as far as fear went. And so, um at the beginning of the year, I'm sure everyone remembers there was lots of stuff happening and with the UFOs and whatever that thing was. I don't even really understand what that was, but um there was you know all these things starting to happen uh in regard to uh you know everyone's talking about, oh, it's the end times Jesus is coming back, and like um i I still. I had read, I've read revelation before, but it'd been a long time. Um, and so I was like, instead of burying my head in the sand this time, I'm actually going to study this out. And I realized, you know, this, uh, this book is not, you know, quote unquote, the revelation of Satan. It is actually the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it's, yes, there are some very harrowing very scary things that happen in this book and it is prophecy. So we know like, okay, this is going to happen at some point. Um, but the Lord started speaking to me as I was doing um, a seven week um, study on revelation. I did it through the you version Bible app and, um, it's called revelation explained. If you want to go through with that, um, it's really, really amazing. They're just five minute sessions. Um, and I actually ended up doing it in three weeks instead of seven. Cause I was just like binge listening to this study. Cause it's so fascinating. And God was really just, um, speaking to me in this area and, um, one day as I was going through the study, my husband and I um, were out turkey hunting and we were walking through the woods and just all of a sudden Holy Spirit spoke to me and he's like, my wrath is not directed at you. I'm not coming to punish you. And cause I had been thinking about in times in like, um, the rapture and all this, he's like, I'm not coming to punish you. I'm coming to punish the evil ways in this world. You know, the things that are, um, of Satan. Like those, those are the things I'm coming to punish and I'm coming to bring justice to those things. And he's like, my wrath is not reserved for you. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Um, uh, you know, like we think about the persecution that's going to happen in the end times and, um, that thing that is very real. And, but You know, I think sometimes we've been given this wrong perspective of, you know, when you become a Christian, everything's going to get better. Your life is going to be easy. And it's like, well, actually, no, that's not the truth. Um, Bible says, you know, people will hate you because of me. Jesus told his disciples, um, people will hate you because of, because of who I am, because of my message, because you serve me and that's okay, you know? And, the thing that does get easier when you become a Christian is you don't have to walk through those trials alone. Jesus is with us. Holy Spirit is with us, and we are victorious even when we're walking through those challenging circumstances and when we face persecution. Really, here in America, we have had it so easy. We don't face persecution like other, you know, other um, church you know, churches have in, in third world countries or anything like we're soft in a lot of ways. And I feel like we really need to strengthen ourselves in the Lord because it might not always be that way. It might not always be this way. And so anyways, um, it's just been, uh, a lot of digging into the word for me in the last few months. And God has set me free from a lot of that anxiety and what I realized is I am so, I was so tied to the things of this world and, you know, thinking what's going to happen to my kids, you know, um, am I ever going to see them graduate from high school? I don't know. Am I ever going to see them get married and have kids of their own? I don't know. And, you know, things like, like that. I mean, yes, it would be amazing to see that, but that, that doesn't really matter in the scheme of eternity. If if Jesus comes back before my kids graduate high school, awesome. They get to have graduation in in heaven. Cool. Um you know, and um the thing that matters is they're serving Jesus and they know Jesus and they love him and that's that's the only thing we can take with us, you know, is the people that we minister to and love and our family members. And, um, so the Lord has just been kind of rooting out those, that selfishness in me. I didn't even realize it was there, but it's selfishness of wanting to hang on so tightly to things that have no, um, importance in eternity. And so, um, the, there was a song that came to mind, um, and it's just been playing in my mind really, um, for the last few months. And it's an old one. Um, but it's, um, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace and i know that's a, that's an old hymn it's but it just so spoke to me it's like turn your eyes on jesus he's the one that matters and the things of earth will go r- will grow strangely dim it's like i i never really understood that song i just sang it because you know that's what you do but God has really been revealing and using that to show me is like, you're, you're so worried about temporal things. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about, um, the persecution or the things that may happen to you or your family. Like Jesus, Jesus is the one that matters. And, and just, you know, raising up your children in the knowledge of who he is, that's what matters. And so, um, it's been really amazing just to have that freedom from anxiety. And it really is a mind game. Um, Satan, like he he makes you worry and then he makes you feel guilty for it. And that's uh, just makes, it irks me. Um, but anyways, um, I just felt like as we closed today that I was supposed to pray over um, people who may be dealing with Um, those feelings of fear or anxiety or even discouragement and depression Um, Satan has really attacked you know attacked me with discouragement too is like oh well when I saw all these things happening at the beginning of the year Jesus is coming back and yes that is true he is coming back but we have a job to do and just because yes that you know Jesus is coming back it doesn't mean that we just get to sit back and hold on until he gets here You know, we have been put on this planet for such a time as this, and we need to step out in our God-given authority and in victory. And, you know, I don't know how much time, nobody knows the day or the hour that Jesus will come back. But until that day, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was feeling, oh, well, it's too late. I've been trying to write a couple of books and get them published. And I'm like, it's too late. I might as well not even try. And that's the lie of the enemy to keep us in inactive and ineffective. And I'm just going to call that out right now. If anyone is feeling discouraged in that area of, oh, it's too late for me. Like I haven't done what God has called me to do. So it's just too late. It's not too late. God will give you the wisdom and, um, the steps that you need to take to accomplish everything that he has put you on this earth to accomplish. And, um, so I'm just going to pray as we close. I hope you've been blessed today. I just, um, thank you for, for listening and and supporting sanctioned love. Um, But God, I just thank you for everyone who's listening today. I come against a spirit of discouragement. I come against a spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just touch every place that um, is fearful, every place that is discouraged, every place that is anxious. That is not from you, Father. I pray, Lord, that um, we would put on the mind of Christ thank you, Lord, that we do have the mind of Christ. And that mind is not anxious. It is not overwhelmed. It is not stressed, but it is full of the presence of God and able to do everything that you have put in front of us um, to your purpose, Father. And so I just thank you, Lord, that we would step out in victory and in authority, Father, that um, the spirit of fear would no longer take hold in the name of Jesus. We love you, Father, and we just give you this day. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sanction Love Podcast. Our desire is to bring the ratifying love, the binding force of love to individuals with the purpose of increasing intimacy, freedom, and identity in Christ. Please check us out on our website, sanctionlove.com, and all of our social media platforms. We would love you to consider partnering with us in taking the ratifying love around the globe. Thank you for listening and see you next time.